Day two, we made it. Oh my god, last night was a blast. Um, a lot of fun. And it was like, it almost didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. I, I almost I, talked us out of it. Yeah. Um, uh, you and wanted you to, took us the long you way. You wanted to take a cab, and I was like, no, let's take the the metro and yeah. take the public transportation and walk through. And we ended up walking into this bar area. <laughs> You know, had one drink and then met some Irish guys and a German guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, several, there were small beers, but several beers later, we were best friends, yes. uh, exchanged information, hugged it out. Oh and uh, man, it was, it was a lot of so fun. So much fun. So much fun. One of the highlights for sure. Oh, oh, by far, by far. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are, day two. We're looking forward to this. We got some really good interviews lined yeah, up for yeah. you. And uh, like we said yesterday, we, uh, we, we hope you enjoy it as yep. much as we have. Sounds good. All right, we've got Mike with us this morning. Uh, yep. Mike, real quick, just going to have you do a you know, just self-introduction, uh, who you're with and kind of what you do. Great, thanks, guys. Well, thank you for having me here. Uh, I'm uh, Michael Dutch. I work at Navis. So Navis is a, a German company that was founded 10 years ago. Mm. We are having our 10-year party later on today. Oh, are we gents, invited? Uh, yep. If you gents want to come along, more than welcome. We absolutely do. Yeah, if you uh, can drink a couple of Aperol Spritz. You'll oh. be in the right place. Oh. No problem. <laughs> no problem there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Navis is a, a company that specializes in um, software, software that enables incredibly quick and accurate data capture, and also how that data is hosted afterwards. So we have our own software platform called Navis Ivian, where our customers can build out their digital twin. Okay. Uh, so it, it's really software driven, right? Because you have the wearable, obviously. I mean, I know when, how long ago did that one? That that particular wearable come out? Yeah, so I, I think the, the company is definitely a software company. Sure. Now, you know, here at Intergeo, there's lots of different providers. There's lots of different scanners available, like the, the fundamental elements of the hardware. Yeah. But what separates them all is the software that runs the hardware in the background. Okay. Without the amazing processing and the software that is accurately capturing the data, and yep. um, we're not able to produce the results that we can. So we are definitely on the premium end, let's say that, mm -hmm. uh, and the software is what gets us there. So you know, it's cool to see a wearable piece of technology, uh -huh. but the brains of the operation really is in the software. Sure. And uh, the VLX3, yep. which is what we have here with us today, um, this is our latest product, the latest iteration of the VLX series, but we do still uh, have the VLX2. And the reason that we keep the two products separate is the VLX2 has been fantastic. It's almost two years old, and years. it is definitely a, a product leading and trusted element for building surveys. So inside of buildings, outside of buildings, it's a phenomenal piece of equipment. The new kit, the VLX3, mm -hmm. is able to take that great technology and go even further outdoors. Oh, wow. So the system has a greater range, and that's what enables us to capture phenomenal data outdoors. And I'm not sure how, how much we thought about it ahead of time, but 
the noise reduction that we get on the VLX3 has also opened up this new kind of vertical for us in engineering and the energy sector. So talk about the noise reduction part like a little bit more. I mean, you're not talking about, you know, the background hum noise here. You're talking about the (laughs) noise that you More like dirty data, right? Yeah. In in part, it's dirty data, but I think with um, mobile systems, one of the trade-offs people have always had to have uh, in the past is hey, I want to capture my data incredibly quickly, but I have to make a sacrifice on data quality, and noise has been part of that. Mm. And it's, it's not just the, the, the chatter, I guess, of people maybe that we'd get inside of the data. Yeah. It's almost like an individual feature, like a wall, may come out actually fuzzy or fluffy because of the spread of points around that feature. Mm. Okay. So the, the lower the noise, the cleaner and crisper the data looks like. And for Navis, we've been able to create an algorithm that enables this really fast data capture while giving you results similar to a static scanner. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's really mind-blowing to me that Navis has only been around for 10 years. Mm. It seems like so much longer. I don't yeah, know if it's a big booth. Not, we've got a big booth here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's good. It's good. So yeah. it's just, so it's been uh, received well, but I mean, things are... Things are going well. People like the product and are excited about the new, the new one. Oh, for sure, for sure. So we we launched it earlier this year. So we've already had customers in the field operating the device. And as I said, we've opened up this new market vertical. It's something that um, our customers really challenge, uh, like challenged us. They took the equipment and went into new spaces. And it's been absolutely phenomenal. Or in your case, maybe out out of those spaces. And yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So talk about what what is that range difference, and to what from the two version to the three version? What how much further can you get? And I'm picturing a you know hundred thousand square foot building, and now we can get the entire parking lot and all the infrastructure streets around that building. Is that kind of the, the idea? Exactly, exactly. So. Both bits of equipment would be able to, so the VLX2, VLX3 would definitely be able to capture the data inside of your building. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're starting to get to the point there with the VLX3. So the difference in range, the sensor of the VLX2 is up to 100 meters of range. Okay. And VLX3 is up to 300 oh, meters of range. Oh, really? So it's a wow. substantial difference. It's not something small. Sure, yeah. And, you know, the underpinning technology is SLAM. This umbrella um, term and our slam uh, has really benefited from that extra range. The extra time that we've had with the sensor has meant that we've been able to more accurately calibrate our algorithm to produce phenomenal results. And, you know, slam really fundamentally needs features. It needs to be able to see geometric features in the environment to produce an accurate map, an accurate um, capture of the environment. With that extra range, we can see way more features. And you mentioned it there, the streets around. Sure. So now, like, um, customers are taking the system for utilities and road mapping. So um, you may see outside here in the, in the uh, car park, there's a couple of mobile mapping systems that are vehicle-mounted systems mm-hmm. for mapping, you know, city-scale infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yep. There are some streets that for GNSS receiver reasons, uh, and maybe they're actually just difficult to drive through, that you can't take those vehicles. We're now seeing people take the VLX3 and do an infill oh, yeah. between the vehicle-mounted system and with the VLX3. 
So that's almost awesome. like you're, uh, awesome. you, you're, you're mapping the roads and the, the bigger system, and then they'll take the VRLX3 and you know, walk through the culvert or he- get the area around the railroad or stuff that you can't actually drive Correct. on and you want more detail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, and, also and you can patch it together? Even inside the urban environment. So where you have really tall buildings and your GNSS receiver is not going to be connected to many satellites. Okay. All of a sudden, having something that does not rely on GNSS can be very, very powerful and effective. Um, and I'm, as you can probably tell, guys, from the UK. So we have plenty of areas with this roadworks. Sure, right? <laughs> yeah. And you can't necessarily drive down those spaces, but you can for sure walk down them. Okay. Uh, and that means that you can still get the accurate data and, as you said, connect the two point clouds together afterwards to create a single model, but of both types of awesome. environments. Super cool. How, now, as far as, like, constraining the scans, are they, like, self-constrained? You were talking about the geometric features mm-hmm. and, you know, picking those up, and that is kind of constraining, I think, right, is where you're going with that, the scans. How, do you have to include, like, survey control? Will that tighten it up even more? Yeah, so we, um, you're, you're right to an extent there that the features in the environment are a fundamental part of mm-hmm. uh, our capture. But for a long time at Navis, we've had the ability to include control points. It's not a hard requirement. It's definitely mm-hmm. not essential. We have plenty of customers that for their use case, mm-hmm. it's not required. Mm-hmm. But if customers are, uh, you know, they require the data to be geospatially located in the real world. Yeah. If they are chasing a really good accuracy report at the end, these guys are going to need control. So your old traditional survey techniques with your total station come back alive again. You're able to take that um, technology and combine that with Navis. So you capture the control points as you walk with the VLX. And uh, in post-processing, in Ivian processing, you're able to include your absolute control. And then the data is processed. Accuracy is improved and the data is geolocated in the right location. So the, the workflow afterwards of registering everything together mm-hmm. just falls away. Yeah, it's awesome. We had, uh, we were talking about it before we started recording, we had Noah Eckhouse and uh, uh, Devin Sprunk yeah. Yeah, yeah. on the show and they're in Phoenix. And uh, they were kind enough to do a demo at a, a local curling club because I was curious to see how it was going to react to the surface of the ice, basically. Ah, okay, yeah. And, uh, Really cool. I mean, you know, Noah went in there and did this thing, you know, uh, picked up some control points that we surveyed in after. And, nice. uh, yeah, it was a really cool experiment. Yeah. yeah it, and they were pretty, pretty dead well. on, right? Yeah. Yeah, it worked, it worked pretty well. You've got Noah. Noah's, Noah's one of our best. That's yeah, good. He's, he's, he was amazing. <laughs> yeah, you could tell he's uh, super passionate about it and uh, just really knew his stuff, that's for sure. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, so what else are you excited about um, kind of in the future? I mean, is there an, another iteration or is the goal to continue to expand that reach or the, the, the distance you can go or, or where, where is the technology going next? Yeah, so if, I, if you can talk about it. I mean, I know, yeah. I know it's super top secret. Yeah, obviously um, development is constantly happening uh, in, the, in our home base in Munich. And now this is one of those companies where, you know, right now we know we have a tech advantage over the competition in, in the space and we need to try and keep it that way. Sure. So, you know, 50% of our staff are design and engineering, people developing the software and next generations. And um, that stuff is definitely going to continue. You know, we also have the software platform Navis Ivian. This is a really, really interesting space where we're able to 
host the data and have a Google Street View-like experience where you can navigate through your panoramic images and the point cloud is always in the background. And we have clients building out their uh, operational digital twins or um, connecting different parts of their techno technology stack, their ecosystem together, but the visuals come through Navisivian. Uh, and this space is definitely an exciting space. You know, I think for so many of us and everyone you guys have on the podcast are probably very familiar with point clouds. We're not scared of them. Right, yeah. But there's definitely, you know, industries that need to leverage geospatial data. Yeah. And if it if it's served to them in a way that looks scary and that they can't use it, they won't. Sure, yeah. But if we can serve it to them in a way that's easy to digest and they yeah. can get the intelligence they need, all of a sudden it opens up so many more use cases. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the traditional surveyors are slow to change. Is that is that a fair? I would say they, stereotypically uh, they, a little stubborn. They will yeah. if it works, but as soon as it doesn't, it's, well, no, I'm, I'm going right back. Going back to the yeah, old way. And like you said, as soon as it's a scary point cloud and they want to do something, in their computer you know, fries because it's too much data, yeah. they'll shut it down and go back. And I'm guessing that's kind of the advantage that you're talking about here. No, I, I think in, in part, so I think the traditional surveyor uh, for us, because of this inclusion of control and being part of the surveyor workflow, we actually have a lot of traditional guys that are almost leapfrogging the, the scanning, the oh, type sure. based scanning, yeah. and coming straight to us. Um, what I'm trying to get at is, you know, the guys in the energy sector that might have um, incredibly large portfolios of assets that they manage, these guys don't necessarily want to look at a point cloud. They're actually used to looking at, you know, um, large CRM systems and tables of information. Oh, sure. But if okay. we're able to serve this to them in a way that, hey, they can look at a panoramic image and they can actually see the element that they're interested in, it brings a whole new way of looking at the problem. And like you said, the point cloud is is behind the scenes. One hundred percent doing they're, the hard work. You know, you know, they're not trying to, to go through a billion points. They're just getting that street view kind of exactly. Feel. Yeah. That's that's crazy. So is it uh, is it proprietary? Like, can you take point clouds from other providers or uh, like a, can you take or a in point cloud? other formats? Y yeah. Yeah, so we, um, we're definitely not playing a closed ecosystem game. Yeah. Uh, so we have always been and will always be very open to work with others. So we ingest the standard open file formats, your E57s, etc., and we export them as well. So you can bring everything into Navisivian. You can register all of your different point cloud data together in iView, and you can export it if you need to, or if you need the data to be uh, connected within iView, you can keep all of your data up there and host it. Um, we also have a well-documented API for Navisivian. So we have a lot of customers that go above and beyond what we actually ship. They create their own um, software solution, integrated solution, um, based on their client needs. Wow. So I got to ask you, everybody I've met that works at Navis just seems so happy. Talk mm. about the culture a little bit of the company itself. Yeah, it is uh, something that um, our CEO, Felix, has really nailed down, I think, from day one, uh, trying to generate this really people-first approach. Uh, it usually means everyone has to survive a good round of interviews before they join. <laughs> right. Um, but it has made um, the company an amazing place to work. Uh, I think for myself personally, I've been in this industry uh, a while, and one thing that I'm constantly impressed about at Navis is the 
quality of the people that we have. You know, there's so many people that are kind of leaders in their field, whether that is you know, on the software development side, whether that is in business administration, whether that is in marketing. You know, but we've already mentioned our booth here is pretty wild. Our marketing team have done something phenomenal. And um, that just makes it such an amazing place, a vibrant place to work. Uh, and it's a challenge for everyone to keep up with the, the pace of the next guy. Sure, yeah. yeah. And you guys are based in Munich, is that what you said? Yeah, so we have our HQ is Munich. We do have offices in um, LA, New York, and Shanghai. And recently we opened uh, Navis UK. Nice, uh, hey. uh, close to home, right? Hey, exactly. Nice. So I got, I got a home base. I got a home base. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, but I do have to say, I love the trips to um, to head office to Munich. There's always a good beer to have there. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. That's great. All right. Well, we'll see you at the party later. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, before I jump off, guys, uh, I guess I've got to represent my podcast. Oh, please that's do. right. Yeah. Yes. Please. please. What, what's going on there? So we're um, actually speaking to thought leaders in different industries. So whether that is in how buildings are documented, whether that is the energy sector, um, and we're having them on to really help understand how dynamic scanning and how our software is starting to change the game a little bit. And um, it's called Scanning Realities. Like and subscribe. I'm new to this, guys. You know, you uh, yeah, like yeah. and subscribe. <laughs> right? yeah. Still doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel comfortable. Um, but yeah, let's see uh, where it goes. Maybe we could have you guys on awesome. at one point. Absolutely. We'd, We'd love, love to. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you for your time. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, Cheers, much. guys. See you. Yeah. Talk to these folks. They got some amazing technology flying around. That's uh, right. And, uh, Can't miss it. Cannot miss it. So let's start with some brief introductions. And if you'd like to go first, just name who you're with and what you do. Sure. Um, my name is Caro Godless. Um, I'm an artist, free artist. Um, I'm a painter actually, but I design stuff. So and I work for Hybrid Airplane Technologies right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm there for our designs, you know, for uh, advertisement and all stuff, you know, to visualize. Yeah. Yeah, the platform. Yeah. We, oh, might be, nice. we, we might be able to use your help. You never know. You never know. You never know. You need an artist in your life. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> Everybody needs an artist. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Hi, hi. I'm Chaba, Chaba Singer. I'm the CEO of the Hybrid Airplane Technologies GmbH. And actually, we work on lighter than air technology, lighter than air UAVs. We have a lenticular balloon type drone here we are the only ones who are allowed to fly over crowds <laughs> and maybe for those who try to imagine okay what's that mm -hmm. if you understood the chinese spy balloon in february yep. actually that's what we do just in a civilian way for okay. good purposes and actually we don't have a system that is has the size of a football stadium <laughs> our system fits into a trailer but it can do the same. We fly out beyond visual line of sight, we fly over crowds, we monitor, we communicate over the systems. It's actually a computer in the state of suspension. It is amazing. I love that <laughs> I light, so lighter, lighter than air, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you start, you start. Well, first of all, I mean, how, how did you come up with this idea? Like what, what in your mind made you think this was a game changer? That's an amazing question. First of all, I was a big, big Star Trek fan. Okay. And then I started to study aerospace engineering. Uh -huh. And when you study aerospace engineering, you quickly realize that many things have to do with military. Yeah. But if you have some, let's say, visions to, for the future of our species, then you think more peaceful ideas. 
And then it comes up, there are three flight concepts, balloons, helicopters and airplanes. Mm. Balloons were the first 300 years ago, mm. the Montgolfiers, and we still don't use it commercially mm. every day. Yep. Why not? And then I said, okay, that's the problem we want to solve. So uh, give, give the listeners an idea on the scale of what we're talking about here. You said, you know, you can fit it in a trailer. Um, but is that, I mean, is it, do you guys manufacture all different sizes? And, you know, is it, is it uh, uh, project cases or like how do, how do you, what, is all there right, a standard right. three foot wide or what do you do? It's about the sustainable commercialization of lighter-than-air technology, which is floating with gas, um, helium, or hot air. <laughs> and to bring this into a commercial, um, sustainable commercialization, we first produce three types, HRO0, 0, 0 plus, and 1. They have payload capacities like 500 gram, 1 kilogram, or 3 kilogram, and have diameters like 230 meters, 260 or 3 meters is the okay. biggest one. Diameter. That means it fits to every standard door. We yep. can um, use, reuse the helium. So we don't build up and down our systems like a tent to, and take out the helium and refill it every time. Helium is a not reusable gas. It's an ending gas. So we have gas. We have, we have a gas cell that is almost conserving helium. <laughs> and therefore, it's better for us to leave the helium inside and take a trailer or a sprinter instead. Oh, okay. In Europe, we are everywhere in 48 hours. Huh. We are also in New York within a week yeah. because the helium is already there. We just need to take our system. Then it's built down like a tent. It's like in a ski bag. And we just fly them. Uh, as a special special luggage, you can take it with you in the plane, mm -hmm. and you can then perform everywhere in the globe. And interesting is that even the price is like you fly three or four times and you have it again inside you, amortized. <laughs> so uh, a couple more. I mean, just spitballing here, but what are some of the advantages versus every other UAV out there? All right, that, you that's know, I mean, imagine like a drone has to generate lift in a dynamic way. That means it needs four propellers yeah. that are lifting the whole drone and the drone is lifting the payload. And actually you just do this all for the payload, for the use. We are floating with helium, so we don't need energy to work against gravity. All our energy is for the use, for the camera. And if you compare how much is the, the, of in, in, a, in a, let's say, in a, in a cake diagram, how much, like 80%, 90% is to lift, and just 10% mm. of a drone is for the camera. So you can imagine, turn yeah. this around. Yeah, yeah. We fly over hours. Here we have, we, have to, we try to break our record of four and four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. That was my next question. <laughs> what, like, what limitations are there for the flight time? Actually, just the, um, the, the electricity or energy usage of the payload for us. And of course, we maneuver, but this maneuvering is negligible. And is it um, both ap ap applications both inside and outside? Like yes. If, if it's really windy, I yes, mean, what happens yeah, in the wind? Yeah, you saw it on the Chinese spy balloon, what happens in the <laughs> wind. Actually, it flew over continents, and um, you know we can control our systems. We know okay. every time where they are. We can also say, please come down. Yeah. without losing it, that someone shoots it. And um, yeah, actually, we have three different modes. One is the free flight mode, 
like here inside, or when the weather is good enough with 15 kilometers per hour true airspeed. Mm. That means with 10 kilometers per hour inclusive gusts. Of course, this is like before one, but we can perform in every direction. Over a demonstration, for example, mm. uh, over some festival, yeah. uh, but also over the forest. Then we have the tethered balloon mode, which is an aerosol where you have the system in a tether. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it is about position holding. The feature that the drone needs is position holding, and you can do position holding by muscles mm -hmm. with the propellers, or you can do it by intelligence. You hold it just by the rope. And we found out that many of the use cases that need position holding don't need free flight. Ah. And the others that need free flight don't need position holding. Sure. And there is another point to fly with the wind, not against it. Okay, so yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. to have 10 systems parallel to each other and like with one kilometer distance, so you would have already a strip of, of a wide, like 10 kilometers. And then with 20 kilometers wind, five hours long, you fly 100 kilometers wide. Hmm. So this is, ten, thousand, this is 1,000 square kilometers in five hours collected with a resolution of one millimeter. Yeah. No one can do this. No, ah, not even so with a Cessna or a helicopter. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I have so many different thoughts running through my mind. I mean, well, this so is talk about some of the, the use cases that yeah. were most common that, that have been used so far. I mean, where, where's, where, who's using this right now? Yeah, we are a bootstrapping startup in Europe. That means in Europe there is no venture capital like in California okay. or maybe okay. also in China. That means we needed to take the lowest hanging fruit for our technology to climb up the Mount Everest where sure. the tip of the Mount Everest is the sustainable commercialization of life at an air. Yeah. And what was our first step? I give the word to Caroline. Well, advertisement, right? Ah, yeah. that's what Caroline comes in. <laughs> yeah. So what is, the, what is that low-hanging fruit? I'm just curious. It's actually advertising, flying over crowds. We are the oh, only yeah. one who can fly over crowds. Ah, we are, yeah. for example, a part of Intergeo. Uh, we do it in the seventh year. And, um, you know, like advertising means um, you glue or you um, put your logo, your roll-up into some kind of advertising space, into a poster. For example, a poster in an airport, airport poster, costs you three, thirty to 40,000 euros per month wow. if you are Hyundai or whoever has the posters yep. in terminals. So imagine you have there a moving eye-catcher. Mm. Okay, yeah. And you write just the logo on the shell. Yep. This is how it starts. And then you have the camera under the system where you live stream what you see. And in the live stream, there is again a logo inside. It's <laughs> awesome. This is, how you, this is how you start. And this is yeah. already a multi-billion dollar market. Sure. And this is more or less how we start. In the bootstrapping, we reach the scaling phase here and all other use cases. It's like, you know, it's a disruptive technology, like sure. an iPhone in the state of suspension. Sure. That means the software yeah. defines if it's for agriculture, for forestry, for governmental, for multimedia, what we do actually here. So is any of it patented? Yes, it is. In US, in Canada and 10 European countries. Okay. This was the first. We have a strong IP strategy, just like a Californian Stanford star. Ah, how, how, when, when did you start? With six. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, with six, I started to program. And when did I start with aerospace engineering? When I started to study aerospace engineering, this was maybe with 20, 21. Okay. Now I'm 46. Yeah. So what, like, what happens next? I mean, what are you excited about? Um, yeah, growing. So the, the, the company has to grow. We are, of course, now 
you cannot go for bootstrapping all the time. Mm. So we are in strong fundraising rounds at the moment. And then, of course, scaling the business cases mm -hmm. and scaling the systems in size. Yeah. yeah. What do the traditional uh, drone guys think? They give you a hard time or are they uh, accepting of no, it? No, it's like, you know, because where their abilities end, our start. There is just a small intersection oh, where we compete. Oh, yeah. Okay. For I example, they are not allowed to fly here. We have a very strong market entry barrier because the drone is not allowed to fly over crowds. Yeah. Why we, our system simply cannot crash. That's why we have the safety certificate, Airpass Zora, to do it, and yeah. also the insurance. So everything is there. And yeah, this is also why the first step was so important to do it with a market entry barrier against drones. Yeah. And yeah, there are other use cases, for example, forest inspection. When it's about 1,000 square meter, you can more or less start to forget a drone. So does it have like a, a GPS receiver on it, like an RTK? We have a full board computer with a full Linux distribution. Uh -huh. And it has not just a GPS sensor. As I said, an iPhone in the state of suspension. Mm. Which sensors mm. do we have in an iPhone? Gotcha. GPS sensor, yep. uh, mi even microphone, IMU, mm. inertial measurement unit. Uh, then, of course, you have your, your um, compass. And all of these is, of course, also in our system plus already first software and operation system. So just like I said, mm -hmm. and um, the system is communicating over satellites and over the mobile network in a redundant way over multi-channel software. Yeah, yeah. Cool stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, Carol, I'm just curious about the, the artwork side and, um, and the more, like, is it difficult or how do you, you, you take other company logos to fit in this round? I mean, is that, is that what you have to do? I mean, you're not just slapping their, their, their poster on there, right? Or no, sure. I mean, I'm always like cooperating with the company, right? But they want like an eye catcher, right? It's always sure. nice to have an, you know, something. Oh, yeah, I remember that, you know. So, um, so yeah, I work with them together, you know, what they want, like the, the, the colors and everything. Yeah, and we can print it with uh, all kinds of print stuff, you know, because awesome. the, the strip nylon is very nice to, you know, just mm -hmm. like a parachute, right? You can um, attach everything on it. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, and with light, we do a lot of stuff with light. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. Like, yeah. is that like LED light mm -hmm. that, uh, mm -hmm. so even motion? It, yeah, it looks like a... Like a um, UFO, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Sometimes. Yeah. We, are, we are projecting. We are also projecting on our shell. Madison Square Garden already asked what we can do. Oh, wow. Uh, that is awesome. It's genius. Absolutely. I, genius. I mean, I think, it, I think it's, I can tell you this. That's one thing that I won't forget seeing because we're sitting here and all of a sudden yeah, it just kind of floats by. I mean, awesome. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Fly, flying saucer. Flying yeah. saucer. <laughs> that's, exactly. right, that's right. How do people find out more? Um, just please visit our homepage at uh, www.hero.com, h-aero.com. And yeah, you just need to type in the company name, the trademark, H-Aero, uh -huh. uh, or just look for Chaba, Chaba in Baden-Baden or Germany. You will already find us because it's so unique. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, anything else you guys want to get out there? No, God bless. God bless and thank you for your interest and that we could have this uh, talk with you and yeah. your amazing, interesting questions. Yeah. Ah, no, thank you. Thank appreciate yep. you guys stopping by. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Cool. Okay, we've got Sam with us. Sam. We are back. 
We're not doing that every time. I haven't said that in a while. All right, one time today. <laughs> We've got Sam with us. Sam, I'm going to let you do just a quick, brief self-introduction. Give us your name, who you work for, and what you do. Hey, guys. I'm uh, Samuel Beaupre, and uh, I'm, I work for Geoplus. Uh, I'm here. Is the song okay? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I work for Geoplus. Uh, it's a software company by, based out of Montreal. Uh, recently, we have an LLC open in Florida. So that's Ooh, expansion coming. Nice. Interesting. And yeah, and it's a nice. Uh, it's winter are pretty hard in Montreal, so <laughs> it, it's going to be a nice excuse to to escape the cold a little bit. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is my second time in, at Intergeo. Nice. Um, it's uh, it's my. Uh, it's actually my dad's business. We've oh, been in cool. business for two to six years. It's, it's wow. older than me. So, wow. Um, yeah. Good so. for you. Well, we're going to get more into that in a second. First of all, where are you from? Montreal. You said Montreal. Uh, North right? Shore of Montreal, uh, Laval. Okay. For, for okay. If you know, but uh, yeah. now I'm, I live in the, on the island. And, and just to clarify, because of the accent, it is Geo Plus. Yes. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm terribly he, says, he says Geopolis. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> I'm very uh, jet lag, very much jet oh, lag. Man. And, and no. if, if anything goes out, oh, comes out wrong, please pardon my. No, friend. we know we know the feeling. <laughs> I can tell you that literally. <laughs> uh, right on. Okay, cool. Let's get into the company. You said you guys have been in business for 20, 36, 36 years. Thirty six years. Your dad has. Wow. And how, so, how did he get started with this? Um, very very cool story. He he actually went to college in Quebec City he, uh, to be a land surveyor. It's pretty big mm-hmm. in Quebec. Is since we followed French code. It's anyway. It's just, uh, it's a little bit complicated, but uh, he, it's like an engineering class uh, uh, up out there in Quebec. And then he did a master in computer in '85, I believe. And this was his master's project. So really, it, yeah, unreal. So it was in uh, DOS and some some forgotten 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 language, uh-huh. uh, or it's it's not forgotten. It's just yeah, it improved improved a lot uh, since then, and. Uh, yeah. Did he have like what? Because you guys have a lot of different products here. Uh, yeah. What, is, what was the first what, product right. that was his uh, master's thesis thing? So every product started with Vision, and I think it was Vision Plus. Vision Plus. If, if okay. Correct. And okay. it's used to be a plugin for Hotokan. Yep. And I'm not sure, or I can I can really not answer what was look I, Hotokan was looking like in '85. I could probably uh, tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What it uh, wasn't great. What was the initial intent of Vision? The, what was the whole point of what the plugin? What did it do? Uh, it really to uh, it, it's it's still the core of the business. It's really to to help streamline uh, field finish process processes. I'm sure it wasn't called this way in, the, in the, back in the '80s. Sure, but it's really to take uh, from the reality of the field to bring it to a 2D plan. Uh, optimize, optimize those processes, and um, like I said, it, it was a very different world. But uh, the still today, the what's what's value, what's worth money is, is a 2D plan signed by an engineer or a land surveyor. So it's still still part of our culture to mm. really. And now we with lidar and everything. Yep, we're much more advanced, but it's still uh, to even if you with BIM plan, it's still a 2D plan that 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 the piece of paper that's. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is end. so cool. I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I had, first of all, I had no idea about the company, and now I'm checking out all the different products that you guys have, and uh, yeah, I mean everything from you know, Vision Plus, which is automation of surveying process, just yes. like you described. There's, you know, what's this one here? Vision. LR, LRS, reference yeah, objects we, to your linear path, vision. So, so uh, since the, uh, I, I try to 
I know it, it, there's a lot on it, so I, I try to summarize. I would say our biggest product right mm-hmm. now is Vision LiDAR and Vision LiDAR 365 is the SaaS version. Okay. So this is the LiDAR is the future. Yep. It's, it, it's That's where we're aiming. So we still have uh, Vision Plus, Vision Civil. They, they are plug-in for AutoCAD, uh, mm-hmm. MicroStation, and more recently, BrewScout. <laughs> um, but yeah, our focus is really on LiDAR and 3D, mm-hmm. optimizing uh, those processes. But there's a bunch of other products because we've been working with uh, Quebec DTO since 1988, okay. I believe. So we, sure. we developed a couple of applications. It's still on our website, but it's... It's yeah. very niche uh, to, uh, sure, yeah. to our, uh, to our, uh, to where 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 I live, and also the Hydro Hydro Quebec is a public energy company uh, in Canada. We, we've been uh, their land surveyor are using our software since I, I believe also is 1988 or wow close wow. to the space. So it's been uh, yeah. So how how big is the company? Uh, we're close to 30. Uh, with I'm sorry, the right number. We, we lost. Uh, uh, we we haven't lost. Where some somebody was on break for for cancer. He's coming back mm-hmm. next week. So I'm pr- very very happy. Mm-hmm. I think it's 26. Okay. Yep. And uh, who like who are most your clients? Is there like a, a certain demographic that you target to? Uh, I see on the website it says you have over 61,000 users. So yeah, tell us about some of those users. Yeah. In the, in. The, and right now in uh, over 40 countries, so we're very, uh, very happy, very uh, awesome. international. It's it, and like super, super happy to be here. And at Intergeo, most of our clients were back in the days, land surveyors, civil engineers, mm-hmm. that have been our focus for for a lot of years. But the point cloud really bring us to a different world. And now there's so many applications coming out with, with AI and yeah. point cloud and coming in next year. I think this is, we're, we're trying to catch a wave to surf it. Uh, but a lot of good things are coming, and now, um, like manufacturing is a, is a industry we never thought about it. But uh, we we signed, uh, I think it was four years ago, Group Reno, the, the car manufacturer. Oh yeah, and uh, they do a nice and, and Mitsubishi as well. Mm-hmm. So all their factory in the world are uh, scanning 3D. They add BIM model, and they have, and they can it's, it's a SaaS application, so mm-hmm. they can access. The, let's say they can have a meeting in France, and they have. A, factory in Turkey and they even have VR modes so they can walk through the factory and oh wow optimize. so this Super is cool. and like I said we never thought about it we just they, doing these, these trade show a little bit uh, across the world and they just came by our boot and they liked yeah. us so we, we developed it for, for them so it looks like you have I mean the whole suite of applications like 12 to 15 different applications maybe uh, yeah, close to close to. Like I said, there's a bunch of very very niche products sure. uh, that, that are still on on the website because we uh-huh. we, we we like it. it's good for uh, yep. SEO and everything. Oh uh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I would say our main focus is really Vision LiDAR, uh, the SaaS version, mm-hmm. uh, Vision Plus version. Uh, there's also like uh, Vision Cadast. It's like for cadastral applications. Very. I guess another mm-hmm. very niche yep. uh, part of land surveying. Yep. Uh, but it's it's pretty big in Canada. I'm, I'm not sure about the U.S. But yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Certain parts for sure. Um, I mean, when when your land's worth money, it's uh, usually mm. it comes with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Very interested in that one myself. Uh, are so what what is the business model like? Do you purchase the software? Is it like uh, can you get like the whole suite if you wanted to? Uh, I mean, yeah, but it's gonna cost you a lot of money. 
And, and is there is is there a company? I mean, I guess some of the huge ones, but who would need every single one of these? I, I don't think there's a lot. It's, like I said, this this uh, it's 36 years in business, so there's a couple uh, product here and here. But uh, like I said, mostly Lancer Air, Civil Engineer. But the Point Cloud now we're getting more and more into indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people. So I think I, I can speak, maybe speak a little more about Vision LiDAR. This is really the product I'm, I'm pushing and yeah. I want to I, I bring forward. Um, we do deep learning classification on it. And, and um, the, 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 the biggest thing is uh, we, we let the user uh, the ability to create their own uh, deep learning model with, with machine learning. So you, you only need a recent NVIDIA card uh, for, from, I don't know, Two or three years ago, I don't know. It, it, this goes so fast in, the, in this world, right? Uh, and there's there's a reason Nvidia is worth I don't know the, how much in the stock yeah, market, yeah, trillion whatever. Or billion, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think they hit a, a, a trillion, trillion valuation or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they're like ten years in front of everybody. So we quickly, when the product came out in 2017, um, there was a lot of mathematical uh, calculation or algorithm for to classify the point cloud, but deep learning the, those Nvidia, Nvidia Nvidia car, I'm sorry, change change the game uh, completely because there's it's it's so good the the, the, the and the difference with, with uh, machine learning between a uh, picture and in 3D for picture you get you need sometimes 2,000 images 5,000 images too because it's it's a pixel and there's so many so many uh, options for a pixel mm-hmm. uh, but 3D the geometry is it's it's such it's so distinct sometimes you only need 10, 10 to 12 little sample size some mm-hmm. simple data create your model and bring it you can always retrain it bring it more robust hmm. but with 10 to 10 to 12 let's say you can you can have a pretty decent uh, hmm. classification model so that's that's where we bring forward that's what we're presenting here at, uh, at intergeo that's and this is what uh, sells more internationally let's say oh sure do so you partner with other like software developers yes yes of course uh, always open to, for partnership um, on top of my head, I, I'm thinking, uh, I, I, again, I'm bringing uh, Hydro-Quebec back, uh, a project, with the research project I, I believe we did for them. Um, we, we mix our deep learning algorithm for point cloud and they mix the imagery. Oh. So they, was, they were trying to uh, do deep learning for what type of foliage, what type of trees were mm-hmm. uh, along the power line. And they were making estimation from what what type of tree might, might be problematic in the two, three, six months, or make be- better estimation of what sure. tree uh, what tree can, uh, can 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 become pro- problematic. Sorry, I'm, I'm have, I need to have a sip of beer. <laughs> so does it does the different softwares do they integrate with like Autodesk and and uh, Bentley or MicroStation? Yep, they do. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's and, awesome. And, I don't want to brag, but also Briscad way before Hexagon bought them. So we oh, wow. were, we were uh, we, like again. I, I'm not sure how they have they done it without uh, because it's it's pretty much a copycat of uh, AutoCAD. Yeah. But it's a it's a very nice product, and we've been with them. Um, I believe it's been ten years or something right now. We, we were pretty much uh, the first, at least in Canada, to to uh, start selling them, and wow. and it was a nice alternative to AutoCAD, much cheaper than than AutoCAD. And I think. And since Hexagon bought them, it's just skyrocketed the, the, right. the product. Yeah. And how about on the hardware side? Is there, uh, you know, certain manufacturers, or do you work with all the different manufacturers? That's yeah, that, and that's the thing. We don't sell any hardware, so we do 
the, we're trying to find a way to be a little a little bit different. A lot of our, our clients, they, let's say they have a they have a Faro, they have a RTC 360 from Leica, yep. and more recently a Navis like a VLX, and they all have different software and mm -hmm. different different platform they, they they're using. So we're trying to take every every data, every every data source, and integrate it in, into our software. That's that's how we, we stay. Uh, Relevant, I would say, yeah. or different. Oh, sure. And uh, yeah, so that that's when it comes into play because, like I said, no, we're not a hardware company, and most of yeah. the hardware seller like give sure. a little software for a year or at least to yeah. to get the, the data out of, of the machine. So, but we do have a partnership, I think, with uh, lidar USA in the US, Viametris mm. uh, in France, and. Um, mm. Cool. A, couple, a couple of scatter in here, here and here, but there's yeah. no exclusivity, or we're just uh, in good terms with sure. everybody. Yeah. So I'm just curious on the evolution of how you, you know, from where it started, and you know, you saw this your entire lifetime. So I mean, I grew up in it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I mean. Uh, uh, talk about how some of the different products come online. Is it like a client has a need and you guys figure out how to make that work? Or did your dad go out there and say, well, the next thing we need is a plug-in to calculate, you know, stockpile volumes. And it's like, how, how, did, how did that happen? How do yeah. you evolve to have 20 products on, on, on the market? I would say your first answer uh, is pretty much... Well, any or any base of a business is you, there's a need, you get a solution, and hopefully there's money in the end. Sure. So, so pretty much evaluate the needs. You talk with clients. It's been like that. Like, like I said, huge client. We do. We can do personalized application, like a, like a bunch of product you, you mentioned on on the website. Uh, but we and also we we try to we try to narrow it down because sometimes you can get lost into it and and you like you. There's no perfect product. You cannot do. I don't sure. think there's a one size fits all. So, like I said, we're trying to we're trying to be different. We're trying. To, we're still a small company, so we're trying to uh, be more innovative. And in the recent year, it's been with with the deep learning and the Nvidia card. Um, sorry, Alice, my, my train of thought. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so to be a successful software company, uh, I have to believe your customer support, your technical support, has got to be top notch. Exactly, and this is and this is how we stay again different because we're still a human-sized business, and obviously with time zone, it's not it's not always easy. We we got a we got a um, support team that, that I love. Thank you, Antonio, back home. Sometimes he wakes up at night for uh, people in Hong Kong. So uh, yeah, but with Europe, it's pretty easy. I, I like uh, I try to do a meeting in the morning, and then it's the afternoon for them. But yeah, definitely. We, I, I believe we try the. Uh, we, we always try to give an answer in the next two hours, and you get a call from somebody in the, in the next twenty-four hours. Wow, man, that's amazing! It really is. Uh, I mean, I'm so glad we met. This is great. Uh, Sam, what else you want? You want to get out there? Anything for uh, the listeners, or anything they they need to know more about the company? Uh, yeah, please go on the website geoefen if my English is correct plus dot com. Yep. Um, <laughs> so geoefen plus dot com. Uh, we do have a web uh, YouTube page. Uh, we do have uh, an Instagram. We TikTok a little bit. We're trying. Okay. We're trying all new right, things. All right, nice. I'm I'm not sure our customer are all there because <laughs> it's it's still relatively young people. But always always trying to try new things and. 
I mean, like like you said uh, before we started reels, the sure, social yeah. media storytelling. So that's that's what we're trying. But if you if you're into geo, please come by our booth, uh, try our product. Like I said, we're trying to, and and uh, I think I remember what I was saying. Uh, we, sometimes you you try and narrow it down to to what application, and and like I said, we're trying to if if sometimes it's some outside of uh, too outside of the box, we're trying to think. Does it help fill the finish processes? Because it's really been the core of yeah, business. Sure, yeah. this, this, this is what we're good at, and this is where, uh, in French, I would say tirer les du jeu. And uh, I'm not sure. It's, it, like I said, just trying to be trying to be innovative and different. Yeah, nice. I love it. Great website, also. Yeah, thank you. I love it. Yeah. Just, we just redone it. So I'll, oh, did you? I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll let them know. I think it's great. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for stopping by. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, guys. we really enjoyed it. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate it. Likewise. And we're back. We're back. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> oh, man. I've been looking forward to this one uh, all day. Yeah. Got a full one house. Those, you know, we got one of those people on that we've known for a very long time. Yes, that's right. Had on the show in the past. That's just, right. I've never physically met. So today was the day. That's amazing. And his sidekick, who we're going to meet here very shortly. Let's do it. Super excited. So, Paul, why don't you go ahead, quick uh, introduction, name, who you're with, and what you do, and then pass it along to Jean-Philippe. Hi guys, hi guys. Thank you very much for having us. Nice to meet you in the flesh. Nice to meet you in the flesh. Um, I'm Paul Burrows. I'm the Principal Software Solutions Manager of Reality Capture, Leica Geosystems. And uh, yeah, today we'll talk about all sorts. But yeah, Johnny probably is the main man because he's had some really cool products announced in the last few days. So um, <laughs> yeah, awesome. over to, to Johnny. Yeah, not only the last few days, it's actually happened yesterday. So oh, okay. hi everyone. Also, thanks a lot for having me here. My name is John Philip, and I'm the product manager in the BLK team, so also working for Hexagon in the okay. Capture Division. But yeah, first podcast, so very exciting. Oh, you're doing great. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so tell us about what uh, what's the big thing that you guys released? I'm, I'm dying to know. Yeah, so basically maybe you know about the BLK solutions, what we launched, um, yeah, I think 2017, yep. really disrupting the reality capture market, and yeah, since ever going along with this and yeah yesterday we announced a completely new member in the family the so-called BK to go pulse and it has a complete new technology about how we capture the reality around us so it's not anymore a dual axis lighter scanner which we use in nearly all of our sensors but it's dual tough solid state which we developed together with sony so it's a oh, tight sony. collaboration wow yes. And not only the hardware, it's really the whole processing of this data has been developed together with Sony. And this allows us fantastic new things to do with this device. So coupled with our Grand Slam, which we know yeah, for, for quite some time and which is working very well, we now enable Pulse technology, which allows us to capture the world around us as we walk and colorize it in real time. Awesome. So this gives a complete new experience mm -hmm. when you yeah, capture the space around you. So it's not anymore 360 degree. You don't capture everything. It's really tailored to what you need. So we call it first person scanning because basically it's mimicking your human side eye. Ooh. And this is very intuitive because you are for the first time in control of what you are capturing. Huh? So it's not anymore capturing everything, just right. what you need. Huh? And, and this makes the whole workflow very efficient. And talking about the workflow, we have several options. Um, as we are very quick in capturing the data, we are as quick in exporting them and making them usable. So 
with the BRK Live app, um, yeah, the tailor-made app for this new BRK to go Pulse, we can export the Colorrest point cloud instantly as an E57 and share it as easy as a video or as a, as a photo as you use it from other apps. But also we can upload it directly from the field, from the smartphone into the cloud platform. Wow. So Reality Cloud Studio and there we have amazing functionalities to make more out of the data. And what exactly, I think, Paul, you will give us some insights about it. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so you followed that, guys, yeah? Oh, oh yeah. totally, totally. Yeah, so good. what I got was almost real-time point cloud. Yeah, like, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, that's I've, insane. I've, I've been I've been in this business so long now; it's crazy. But to see yeah. it to the point where you're walking around with basically a magic wand, and you're just moving it around the space and seeing it built up in 3D in color, and then you're able to just direct, like you say, instantaneously export it to these f file formats or even upload it to the cloud. It's, mm -hmm. it's absolutely crazy. But the the biggest innovation for me is now you've, you've got an attachment on the back for your phone. So you can actually see in real time, and, it, and like Johnny says, it mimics the field of view. So it's it's so intuitive. I can't quite describe how you. I mean, done basically, it, you know what the sensor sees, what your eyes see, and with the display in between, it's all in one um, line of sight, huh? and that makes it super intuitive. And if yeah. you compare it with your eyesight, um, there, there are three things to mention. First of all, I mean, it's 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 not 360. Huh? It's basically mm -hmm. we are used with a certain field of view, and this mm -hmm. makes it very easy to digest this information. It's it's very intuitive. The second thing, when you look around, there is no delay. Huh? I look left and right, and I immediately see it. And this instantaneous feedback on the display, we have realized it. Huh? So that's, that's really technology complex, but for the user, it's an amazing feeling. And the third point out, it's also when you look around, um, it's colorful in reality. Huh? Yeah. So we also want to have these colors, and that's for the first time what we realized with this BLK to go pulse. Huh? Mm -hmm. So colorized point cloud as you go. Yeah, wow. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've been... I've seen it in the past. Obviously, I've seen it in testing when I've been to Switzerland and stuff. And Johnny's been kind enough to yeah. give me previews right. and bits and pieces, because obviously we need to discuss how the data then goes from the device into the software. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just so easy to use, and everyone has everyone who's played with it has, has loved it in the last few yeah. days. So uh, yeah, you'll have to come down. And Super get some cool. Oh, absolutely. Get yeah, I've seen some people walking around holding it with the phone out there. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool setup for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what's the, the range of the the new one? So up to 10 meters, it's, it's definitely okay. short range yeah. compared to yeah, the BRK to go and the BRK to fly, which mm -hmm. yeah, goes up to 25 meters and mm -hmm. also indoor. Huh? I mean, it's a new technology. Yeah. Um, we are mastering it and very well. So basically indoor up to 10 meters. Interesting. That is amazing. <laughs> it really is. I've got so many ideas running through my head. Well, I got, I got to ask, and don't be mad at me for asking, but tell me or not if... The glass, the hexagon glasses are coming <laughs> where all of this is just you put on these glasses and then everything you see is captured. I, I, I know it's in the Gotta works. Either. It's I know it's there. in the works, yeah. right? Well, I don't know whether it's in the works, but it, you, you start talking about it and yeah, it becomes feasible in your mind, doesn't it? Yeah. So, uh, Why yeah. Not? And if you look at, in fact, if you look at what Apple and Meta are doing with, with their headsets, yeah. they're including all the, the depth of field sensors yep. in there anyway. So I, it's going to be a matter of time, isn't exactly. it, before you can start building it up. But it sounds around. like if you guys have this technology to where I can attach it to my phone, it, it, it's, it's there. And it <laughs> sounds like it's light years ahead of everything else. And, that, and it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, the, the good thing is it follows the format. So people, you know, it's familiar. Right, and also it's it's a single device you hand and it's handheld. You're other hands free to do you know whatever you need to do. Super light, um, and especially now because it's solid state, there's no moving parts, there's no yeah. mechanical parts. So it's actually in terms of you know the robustness and, and service intervals and all this other stuff, it actually kind of goes away to some degree. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see it. and the, uh, we 
you know, the, the social noise yesterday was huge with it. Yeah. So, and, and previously when we showed it at Hexagon Live 2. Yeah, so cool. exciting times. So cool. So you mentioned partnering with Sony on this. Is, mm-hmm. that, is this Sony's like first dip in the geospatial world? Ooh, I guess so. Okay, I've never heard Sony so. mentioned in the same sentence as geospatial before. I, you know? I mean, I guess they probably do. There's probably some cameras deployed. Maybe not with cameras. Us, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. They're probably yes. from the airborne sensor right, side yes. of things. So that, but certainly on our side, this is yeah. the first time. You know, we, yeah, we know yeah. they have the technology, but integrated within the Leica G Systems portfolio. Yeah. Exactly, sure. and and says it's not just the hardware. It's not just that the sensor comes from Sony. It's also the collaboration about how to process this data. And yeah. so from both companies. We, we work to this together huh, because we have experience on both sides and combining this makes complete new things Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. Huh? Yeah. That's great to see. Yeah. And these are out? Like, people can buy them? No, are not they yet. Uh, not yet? Okay. <laughs> we, we, we announced it yesterday. Huh? Okay. So, the, the <laughs> so the website crashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the carts filled up and then you got to figure out how yeah, to get yeah. it to so them. So right? the size buy now. <laughs> <laughs> right. It doesn't mean you'll get it now. That that's, means, that's yeah, the difference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just like I can buy a Tesla now. It's not going to show up tomorrow. They just self-drive to you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah. but on, so on the back end of that, you know, we talk about the processing, the yeah. uploading to Reality Cloud Studio. That's you know, using 4G or 5G networks to get that data up in the cloud. Because what we then do with the data is you know, we can register. So if you've done multiple walks, we can do registration in the cloud. Or we can turn that into a mesh as well. We can do that automatically with a single button click. So then what that allows us to do, as Johnny said, you know, go field up to the cloud, register, produce some deliverables, and then someone in another office remotely, either in-country or another country, can then stream that data down and use it. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's incredibly well thought out, and maybe customers might not use it that way, but it's, um, it's, it's a nice ecosystem. Well, it really sounds like you took the, the users and really what they need, and then the back-end folks and really what then they need, mm-hmm. and cut out all the other stuff to streamline it. And that makes complete sense. I mean, yeah, it, it's, sure. it's awesome. And the, the app, talk about the app just a little bit. So, well, Johnny can talk more. Basically, we have the BLK Live app. So yep. the BLK Live app now allows you to control multiple BLK devices. Um, okay. So when you switch to connect to the Pulse, the interface is slightly different. blk to go BLK360. Yeah. Uh, sorry, BLK360. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it just changes depending on the device that you're connecting to. But we wanted, like, a central, a central place. So whether you're using um, Android or iPhone, essentially, yeah. um, you could also run it on the tablet. Uh, but it just makes it you know, super easy to start collecting the data, especially this new version. I, I, Johnny was showing, I went, oh, I like that, I like that. We've added so many cool new features in, in the new version. Um, but yeah, we also can connect it. I don't think we can connect the Pulse to uh, Field360, but that's obviously in the plan, I guess. Yeah, that will come up next. Yeah, yeah. so Field360, you're probably aware, Cyclone Field360 is the other field app that we have for connecting to RTC and all the other scanners. Um, so in time, we'll have the, the capability to view the, the really? data in there as well. Yeah, so they, it, it's all, you know, I feel like it's very structured and well thought out. And, and like I said, the ecosystem is there to support all the, the processing and quick turnaround. Wow. I yeah. mean, just mind's blown. What do you got over there? Um, you mentioned, I, I think you mentioned a couple of times, that there's the new software as well. Talk about that a little bit more. Reality Cloud Studio? Yeah. Yeah, so um, Reality Cloud Studio is a, is a software as a service offering, so cloud-based. Um, one of the key things from a hexagon perspective, if you're using hexagon sensors, we can get the data directly from the device to the cloud. 
using the app, using the app ecosystem. Um, so whether you're using Field 360 or BLK Live, we can we can send that and it will start automatically processing. But effectively, it, it, it's made up of three components. You've got the um, I'm going to test myself now. <laughs> you, you've only said this like 1700 times I, the you, you, you would not believe <laughs> effectively you've got the reality drive you have the cloud studio and the collaboration space okay so the reality drive you're sending your data up into the cloud to be yeah. stored um, and it's as simple as that it's like it's almost like a Dropbox for your reality capture data then you've got your cloud studio where you can do um, your registration your meshing you can do clip boxes geotags mm -hmm. measurements you can even create these virtual tours and the collaboration space you've, you've got some project management and you've got some user management and you can talk to each other within the platform but also you can share that data so you can either share that internally in an organization or cross organization so I could so you maybe you have an account I have an account I can share a project but the other cool thing we've done is add a public link so if I want to share an asset I can just create a public link and then you can open that on any device and you can view the data and at any point in time I can just close the public link so you lose access to it uh, okay. but it just means that you know I can say oh I've to scan this amazing house do you want to have a look at the property yeah okay open it up boom fantastic and if you then maybe give them some more uh, freedom they can add comments and, and geotags and other other measurements yeah. and stuff directly within there but fundamentally it's it's um, it's a new model for us it's going to coexist along you know premise on-premise based solutions and desktop based solutions it's just another option but we did see a trend towards people wanting cloud-based products yeah, sure, um, yeah. and uh, and leveraging the pack because it's not just sure. about the storage it's about the leveraging the power of the cloud to do things even faster right. so because we can parallel parallelize the operations mm -hmm. we can register much faster we can mesh much faster so obviously there's you know, a cost there because people say it pay a subscription, but it should bring them major, you know, productivity benefits at yeah. the end of the day. Well, like yeah. you said, it's like the Dropbox for your cloud. Like, the, that's how the reality works now is you have to get it and put it somewhere. And anytime you're jumping between applications and then access for your client to see in it, you're just creating steps that you guys basically have limit, eliminated. Yeah, and, and if you add if you add a collaborator, they can jump in and actually download the, the you know they can download the original file. Right. They can download any registered files that you've made, or even if you've made a mesh, they can download the OBJ. So you've actually, you know, you can, in, in the future we'll add some more tools as well so we can actually segment stuff yeah. and make it easier. But yeah, fundamentally they can go in and pull that data down and use it locally if they want to as well. Man. <laughs> what a world cool we stuff, live in. Right? Uh, what a world. And what a time to, to release time this, to right? <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, it's a great show. I, I feel jealous for people who've been able to look because I haven't seen <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. And then every time I go past someone who I know, I, there's five minutes of my life. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 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 Anything else you guys want to get out there? Just that Hexagon is an amazing place to work. <laughs> Hiker did not tell us to say that. <laughs> talk about that just a little bit, though, because I would like to know more about what it's like working at Hexagon. I mean, talk about the culture a little bit, because it seems like everybody we meet is just very happy. It's like they, they at least appear that they're very happy to work there. So. We, said, we said this, you know, in, when we did pre we the did, previous yes. one. We were like, why yeah. is everyone so happy yeah. about it? I'll let Johnny, I'll let yeah. Johnny take, have his take on it. I mean, several aspects which come to my mind now. Um, yeah. For sure, we are one big family, huh? a global international one, so it makes it very interesting to work with diverse cultures. Totally. But for me personally, I mean, it, it's the stuff what we make as well. Huh? So it, it's cool as tech, always um, yeah. Yeah, on the next step ahead. Huh? It's not just these this little steps improving a little bit. It's just looking around and, and making big leap forwards. Huh? Mm. This makes it super exciting. And, and as you guys said, it's great times to be in this space. And right. with Hexagon, it's definitely the number one choice. So yeah, uh, awesome. it's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Very good. I, I mean, I mean my, uh, my take on it is I've been here a long time. It's coming 17 years now. 
I never thought wow. when I left university that I would be with a company this long. But it just because it just constantly challenges you, constantly yeah. gives you new roles, and yeah. also the technology. I mean, I'm an absolute tech head. I mean, it sounds really nerdy, but I remember winning the technology award when I was like 11 at school. And I thought, yeah, I love tech. I, love tech. <laughs> I kind of diversified a little bit into archaeology at one point, which well, we'll forget about that. But it did help me into the into right. the sure, yeah, part now. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely, it's all about the tech. And when how can we? It sounds cheesy, but how can we help our customers? Yeah. How can we give them the best experience? Because I'll tell you now, people people say, oh, ha- have you tested this before you release it? Well, yeah, we on a daily basis from <laughs> nine till five, whatever time, you know, right. at weekends or at different places, we're hands on with the kit. Yep. You know, I've got kit at home that I test. Johnny probably lives with his BLK to go pulse, I guess. <laughs> it's his new girlfriend. <laughs> so from a from that perspective, yeah, it is a really yeah. good organization and, and it's growing and it's so diverse. Yeah. I yeah. mean you've got everything from mining to geospatial, you've got um, revolution now, which is this kind of like sustainability environmental side of the business as well. Um, yeah, it, it's it's huge. I mean twenty five thousand people or something wow. crazy. It's yeah. it's it's massive. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's all good fun. And, and it's and great that you have a have a company that big and you still get guys like this that are that are energized and love the company i mean yep. it says a lot so absolutely it's really cool and there's a lot you, 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 we'll find some more for you bring yeah. <laughs> they're everywhere <You're> right <laughs> all right guys well hey thank you for your time we really appreciate it yeah thank thanks you for stopping thanks by for having us yeah. yeah cheers guys cheers.